I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Castology. Welcome to Castology, the greatest podcast review podcast. I've... The fuck is that, sir? There's a dog. There's a dog growling. Gonna there's die. Just, there's just so many noises. There's so many noises. No, no, no. The there's just tonight. no, no. Let's no, let's run with the chaos. Yeah. The, there's lots of noises that are happening outside. There was tonight. like a chair being moved. So the, there was the, a vacuum. The vacuum guy point. was vacuuming the, the fucking vacuum, wall. Vacuum. It felt like he was vacuuming the door. Like I could feel. I could feel the whole studio yeah, shaking. Like an, and I was it's like, like a movie. Like you know, an extra installment of Saw. Yeah. You know, jigsaw's outside. <laughs> it was, and, it was kind of terrifying. <laughs> fucked up. Um, I'm one of your castologists, Simply Across from me is Zane C. Weber. And to my left is Elizabeth H. Best. And we're here to talk about podcasts while surrounded by all kinds of noise. Yeah. Yep. We'll see how much we can keep our focus while the world's falling <laughs> yeah, down on the outside. Um, yeah. God, fingers crossed because I'm losing it uh, mentally already. So let's go <laughs> on to our recommendations for this week. And Zane, I want to start with you. All right. Well, I have recommended something along these lines before, but I just found this podcast and it is very good. It has 81 <laughs> episodes. It's called What's Her Name? Did you say 81? 81 episodes. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's what did you think I said? Oh, it sounded. It was either eighty-one or only one. <laughs> just that one. And I was trying to use context clues, and I was like, eighty-one, only one. Okay, uh, it's too much noise outside. <laughs> this is this is a history podcast again, uh, but this is specifically about the women that you may not have heard of from history. I enjoy these women. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so it is run by uh, Olivia Malecki and Katie Nielsen, um, and it's basically committed to reclaiming the forgotten female histories so each episode around 40 minutes long they basically profile one woman per episode uh they have titles like the guide bb sahiba which is um influential people in the afghan empire like you may not know anything about the afghan empire but now we're going to learn about bb sahiba um but then you've got like the suffragist senator um uh, and and the Florence Price and and people who you may have heard of but you don't know what their actual contribution was. Um, so yeah, this is very approachable. It's it is quite conversational. Um, one one of the hosts presents to the other host um, the the information, so it's it's a little bit chatty as well. Uh, it's not kind of hardcore facts pre- presentation mm. um, like my uh, recommendation last week. So yeah, what's her name? Are there any specific episodes that you'd recommend? Because I'm looking at this list and it's pretty overwhelming. I particularly liked the medium, which was Helen medium. Duncan, which cool. was March 15. I'm going to um, star that one. But also the suffragist senator was particularly good, which was February 1, 2021. Cool. Good to know. Sounds. Excellent. Um, I want Liz to go. 
Okay, fine. I was pointing at you, hoping that you choose yourself. <laughs> no, actually, I'm not because I'm super enthusiastic Gosh. about this podcast. And judging by the fact that it's sitting on the top of Apple's front page now, after I put it on my list, <laughs> everybody else is enthusiastic about it too. Um, Passenger List. Now, this is another uh, fiction podcast that I am enjoying very much. The premise is Atlantic Flight 702 has disappeared mid-flight between London and New York with 256 passengers on board. Kate Lay, who is played by Kelly Marie Tran, who does a stellar job at this, I think, um, is a college student whose twin brother vanished with the flight. But she's determined that whatever the airline is saying is a little bit screwy and she doesn't believe it, so she's going on her own little investigation. Um, so this is from uh, PRX's Radiotopia. Um, I enjoy it because the storyline is gripping. I enjoy it because the opening kind of, I guess, credits-y bit goes through the same, like, news reports overlapping montage going, breaking news out of blah, 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 yesterday, this, this, this. But at the end, there's always a little clip of new information that kind of addresses what the theme of the episode is going to be about. So I quite like the little sound design that it's familiar montage and then at the end of each news report is the overlaying of what we're going to be talking about. There are more red herrings in a fish market um, in the first season, uh, but I really enjoy um, like each each layer that she kind of investigates, even though it may turn up to be a dead end or it may be relevant, judging by season two, where we're going now. Um, they're interesting regardless of whether it re- results in anything or not. Yeah. Um, now, at the time of recording, season two is in the middle of airing, so we're getting, I think, one episode either a week or a fortnight. I swear there's been a week where there hasn't been one, so maybe a fortnight, mm-hmm. um, which I'm really digging. Um, and, yeah, it's a mystery thriller. And, yeah, it's not quite got the amazing sound design as all the other ones that we love, but I th- find the story and the performances particularly engaging. Awesome. Nice. Sounds yeah. fucking awesome. Yes. Um, so my recommendation is a podcast from Serial Productions and the New York Times because the New York Times bought Serial Productions or something, didn't oh, they? Oh, did they? Or something. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure Serial got absorbed by New York Times. I mean... Whatever. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so this podcast is called The Improvement Association, and it's a podcast that focuses on um, election cheating in the United States. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Dear Nick. This is my job. <laughs> and I've been sorry, taking Zane. it easy. And sorry, as soon as sorry. I stopped, you started. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I know. Okay. Do you mean alleged <laughs> election cheating or like actual election so, cheating? So this is less, uh, this is less because of the 2000... Because if it's conspiracy theories exposing how elections have been cheated over the last however many years, I'm out! <laughs> no, so this one is more focused on like small town elections in the oh, United okay. States. So this focuses on this place called Bladen County in North Carolina. I'm more um, interested automatically. Yep. Um, so in 2000... 2018, um, there was uh, accusations that the election was rigged um, through bullying and like tampering tactics from a black advocacy group called the Bladen County Improvements Association. And what this. So it's like the coercive control of cheating, not literal ballot stuffing. Yeah. So this. Um, so uh, Zoe Chase uh, from the New York Times was invited to come down and actually investigate on behalf of the New York Times um, and I found this one to be incredibly interesting not because because it's again the small town thing and I think the most interesting thing that comes out of it is that there is such a a rich cast of characters again that sort of rears it it's only five episodes that's it they're not making any more but the beauty of it is that 
these sort of elections, it actually shows you the ripple effects of these small elections in these small communities as well. Like how much it can affect a community, whether it is like, you know, a black advocacy group or if it's, you know, other people of color and all that sort of stuff. This does a really, really good job of actually digging into those little communities, but also actually doing the investigative work as to whether there actually was election fraud. Um, it's really, really, really good. I really, really enjoy this. So yeah, it's called the Improvement Association. Angry making? I was. I wasn't angry made though. I don't okay. know. I, Do you feel uh, like it's the later episodes where they're kind of saying how the ripple effects could? I, be the angry look, stuff? I, I think that is kind of the ag- angry making stuff. It's more intriguing than angry making yeah, to me because you get to. I, I mean, you do see the results of like this this election and also whether there was tampering or not. Have you guys watched Rutherford Falls yet? It's giving me major Rutherford watched, Falls I'll, vibes. I watched, <laughs> I watched two episodes of it and I had to check out. I wasn't that good. Oh, really? Yeah. I binged it. Um, and it probably should just binge it. Um, but yeah, so the Improvement Association. Okie doke. So let's go back to our recommendations from last week. I want to start with... Hmm. Liz. Okay, I recommended We Regret to Inform You, colon, The Rejection Podcast. (laughs) It has a hand that looks like it's saying talk to the hand on it. It's not whatever the other We Regret to Inform You podcast is. So this is just a podcast where uh, a narrator talks about, I guess, famous people failures and how they overcame them and how many knockbacks they had before their overnight success. (laughs) What do we think and what episodes do we listen to? I, okay. So I went into this going, <laughs> honestly thinking that this show was going to cancel people. So I was like, oh, the Gal Gadot one, <laughs> she's going to get cancelled because she did that Imagine video last year <laughs> um, and all the other shit. Um, I was... <laughs> Wait, um, so you thought this was a milk da- milkshake duck podcast? Yeah, I did. I, I, was like, oh, sh- I was like, oh shit, this is going I would okay. never. And I was like, all right, cool, rejecting Gal Gadot, that's cool. All right, let's ha- let's see how that goes. I saw like RuPaul as well, I listened to RuPaul's. Um, and I was surprised not to get that. Instead, I got a story about Gal Gadot and her growing up in the IDF and all this other stuff. I checked out on that in about 15 minutes. Not particularly interesting. It's delivered... The, the way that I've described it in my notes is that it reminds me a little bit of an entertainment weekly segment. This is right? but definitely it's extended. heavy e-news vibe. Yeah, e-news, e-news, yeah. e-news. And I don't think it's a bad thing because it actually presents the information really, really well. Um, I just don't think I care about <laughs> any of these people. Um, so, okay, I listened to RuPaul's. I listened to Gal Gadot's. Gal Gadot's I checked out. RuPaul, I listened, but then I just got lost in the irony of RuPaul going through all this stuff and then being the gatekeeper of all this other shit. Um, this is not for me, but I do have a lot of people I know that would fucking love this stuff. Yeah, Because it's kind of... It's e-news. It's like Wikipedia pretty much for these actors, but like their actual rejections. I regret probably not asking you earlier what episodes that I should have listened to. Well, you didn't like the one that I really liked, so... Which one? <laughs> I liked Gal's episode. Oh, shit. Okay, well... <laughs> See, I, I feel... Because I also listened to the Gal Gadot episode or Gal Gadot uh, episode, uh, and I felt like they spent a lot more time on her success than her rejection yeah i feel like the first 10 minutes was like oh this is what she went through Mm. and then the next 
20 minutes was like, and here's the process of how she got the role in Wonder Woman, where she was just didn't know, but she was going to get it, and then she got it. Oh, no, I um, liked it. I was in the mood. Look, I, again, like, you're allowed to like this. Um, the E! News style narration really got on my nerves. Mm. Um, this is This is definitely not the way that I prefer my information um, given to me. Uh, that being said, I listened to the Gal Gadot episode. I listened to the Mark Ruffalo one. I also listened to the uh, Bad Out of Hell one, which was a famous story that I already knew a lot about. Mm. Um, and the information is interesting and, and it and If you don't fun. already know about these things, mm. it's interesting to know about them. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I yeah. knew about Bad Out of Hell and the, the trouble getting it released but i didn't know all the details that it had about it mm. um that being said the voice and the presentation got to me yeah it did get to me um it's very kind of california vocal fry artificial pep sort of yeah look every draining. now and then the artificial pep i'm just kind of like you don't need to be that enthusiastic about it <laughs> yeah let's um, calm down yeah and i and honestly i think i thought like all all of the episodes could have been like 10 minutes shorter and not suffered at all maybe even being a bit better a bit tighter but that being said i think that this schadenfreude is a very strong very strong emotion and i'm one of its <laughs> greatest fans um so yeah like, like like nick said like you can definitely recommend this podcast to a lot of people because this is what people are going to want to listen to yeah. yeah cool fuck yeah um zane I recommended The Faces of Fascism, uh, which is hardcore history presentation about uh, a fascist who achieved power, shall we say. Um, very well referenced, etc., uh, etc. Et what did we all think? Uh, so, well, I have in my notes, I said Zane, 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 Zane. So there you go. I also was fucking crying with the intro song or whatever that is with the fucking marching boots and this like fucking what is it like imperial march i was like what the fuck is this i know what you're talking about um <laughs> look honestly not that bad of a show the fact that it's able to condense because from my reading of this, right, it sounds like um, Stephen Graham is using this as part of a thesis or something like that. Is that right? Very possibly. Yeah, like okay, it is, sure. It is referenced like it is going to be used. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it kind of lends itself to that in the fact that it's only 15 minutes an episode. Because This is a good plus for me. This is a big win for me too because if this was longer than... Some are 15. There are I'm longer ones in scrolling down. But yeah, they, There's a, they do tend towards the okay. the shorter. Episodes. Yeah, and it, and it and I mean that's that lends itself to that, like that it's in its favor the fact that it's actually fifteen minutes and he's able to condense that information into it. Is this for me? Probably not. It's very dry. But if people want to get a honestly a quick dose of fascism in their day, faces of fascism. Get your daily dose of fascism. fascism. They just need to turn on the news to get yeah, that. Yeah, honestly, these days. yeah, that'll pretty much it. Um, look, it's short, which I like. Well, you know, not as bite-sizey all the way through, but um, very dry. Uh, however, I think it's important that more people do know about fascism mm -hmm. and why it's bad uh, because the world. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, just because of, you know, everything. That's just because of <laughs> gestures vaguely around. <laughs> um, I, think that, I think that if more people... 
knew <laughs> about all this crap. If more people could identify the early signs of fascism. Yes, yeah. exactly. The 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 you know, little before it's just a twinkling in some dictator's <laughs> eye. Yeah. And I mean this is this sort of shorter history things I think does lend itself to yeah, people but, that want to learn but, but not be over punchy. two hours. It's like trying to it's like trying to eat two wheat bix with no milk. Like it's, it's me, really I, difficult. I used to have that for most breakfasts. When <laughs> you I was choke a, kid. a little bit. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So good. you don't want to inhale it. You know it's, it's good for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, the reason why I'm sick of fascism is again gestures vaguely. Um, however, I think more people need to learn the signs. And so, if you are one of those people. Either listen to this podcast or find a punchier one and listen to it. Do you think that this topic, specifically about fascism and identifying the hallmarks of fascism, is something that can be dealt with in a entertaining yes. way? Yes. Yes. Yeah? Absolutely. Right. So when I was at school, I studied both ancient and modern history because I was a massive history geek. Um, and I think there are ways to, like some of the some of the aspects of fascism and early stage fascism, if you can draw parallels between what's happening now and have people go, whoa, um, like I think it is able to, like I found it interesting when I was back at school and I still hated everyday learning back then. <laughs> um, I think I think it just needs to be done in a manner that isn't shouting facts at people. Or I think behind the instructions does a pretty good job of yeah keeping it casual. Casual, I say. Yeah, yeah, but accessible, yeah, yeah. accessible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not just for history buffs. You don't need to be like butter bing, butter bang. Welcome to the fascism game show to get people into it. Like you could. I mean, I would watch that. Show. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm kind of like. Well, <laughs> I feel like you're pitching now. <laughs> I don't have enough time to do any more podcasts. No, no. Um, I, I just, I think, yeah, it's too dry for me. But it's important to know this yeah, stuff. Yeah, very fair. I knew that going in. Yes. Um, I just wanted to get it out there because... I mean, but guys, like, if you like history podcasts in general and you like mainlining facts into your veins, then this is, is a good podcast yeah. for you. I and mean, it's not like four hours long, hardcore history. I mean, if, if someone asked me, hey, can I have some resources... About fascism. About fascism. I would probably send yeah. this, to be honest, because yeah. it's, it's pretty also, good. also... Hardcore history is a lot of Dan Carlin's opinion on history as well. Mm. Like, yes, he's done a lot of research, um, but he's, and he's laid it out. This is very much sort of the more dry academic approach yeah. to research. Yeah. yeah, and you can tell in, the sh- in like all the notes and like on the show as well is this just fucking... Which, again, props to for referencing, but also I was like, oh, God, yeah, this this is definitely academic, so... Cool. Yeah, good. All right. Let's see more of it. I'm glad that you loved it so much. <laughs> it's my favourite show ever. <laughs> um, Amazing. Right. My show, um, Sudhir Breaks the Internet, um, follows uh, Sudhir Venkatesh, uh, who talks about the behind-the-scenes at Tech Giants, behavioural patterns processes and what big tech does in a day and age to fuck with people. <laughs> Can I ask you, Nick? Please. What grabbed you about this podcast? Did, I mean, did you listen did you listen to it before you Put it on the list, basically. Or did you see it and go like, "That'll be interesting"? Put it on the list. I did. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly, cover art. I was like, "Shit, cover art's pretty good." <laughs> um, 
I think for me, the fact that it involves big tech, I think yeah. that's the biggest pull for me. Big tech is, I've been fascinated by for a long, long, long time, only just because the inner workings of it can be so secretive. Um, and Sudir's does offer a bit of insight into those inner workings. I mean, you do get like the investigative pieces that come out of whatever publication or whatever, but this feels a little bit more like it's cracking the hatch a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I... <sighs> I'm technically interested in this sort of stuff, but I found it really hard to get into this. Um, and I'm not sure why, which is why I wanted to ask you what mm. got you into it. Um, I think the the my favourite episode that I listened to, and this is by no means not a recommendation, um, my favourite episode was Someone Needs to Save the World from Silicon Valley, uh, which is basically asking the question of like these big tech corporations are basically making up their own legislation as they go if they're not willing to change how do we change them it's a very interesting question um but for some reason i just couldn't stick with the presentation like i just kept drifting off from it and like i just wasn't following it um and then there was some, well, the one just before that, which was the garbage can model of decision-making, which I just, I lost it completely. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm in, I'm, I, that's why I was interested but in, But like, why, though? That's such an interesting thing that you didn't connect with it on any sort of level, really. Like, I mean... Me neither, though. Yeah? And I'm really glad yeah. that you said that because I was really thinking that it, for my brain, that it was one of the, I don't want to learn anything, <laughs> fuck you, kind of reactions. But... I tried three different episodes and I just didn't connect with him. And then when you were describing what it was about, I was like, that sounds really interesting. And somehow that doesn't sound like the podcast I listened to. Mm. And I don't know why, but I just, I, my notes just say, no, Nick, no. Wow. <laughs> but is it, do you think it, it's Sadia? Like, is it Sadia that, that kind of breaks it for uh, you a no, little bit? Uh, you know a bit what? Dry. I don't think it's him. I think it's the order and manner in which he chooses to present his findings and ask his questions. Mm. Um, I just, like, person. I wasn't like, that guy's voice annoys me or, the, you know, that anything like that. It was just that I don't think he... I f he feels underproduced to mm. the point where he, I want yeah. a producer to come in and go, okay, here are the five interesting dot points that you need to get out, work everything around these dot points. Like I feel like I wanted him to have been a little bit more massaged into form. Yeah, maybe someone to write the podcast format for him. Yes. Um because there's no doubt that he's a very interesting person. Yeah, mm. and um, like from the sounds of it, and like I did look up, look, look up him. I did look, <laughs> I did look up him on the interwebs. Um, and I, he, he's had a fascinating career. I just wish he knew how to communicate that a little yeah. more effectively, using like a proper story format where you kind of introduce an interesting concept then you can go into a bit of background then you can talk about your experience and you can have a little cliffhanger so that people give a shit about the next episode like i want someone to produce him because the interesting stories are there i just didn't care enough to get to them sounds like you need to email him so you can fucking produce him <laughs> actually you know what someone could pay me for that i think i'd be good at producing on air talent look there there we'll talk off air okay. but there are there are opportunities for that far and wide at the moment all right um <laughs> hey look i reckon i'm good at making people i'm not, I'm not uh, like that. media ready yeah um so yeah it's a it's a try it and see if it hits from me um like this ticks all the boxes 
Burazine podcast, mm. but it just I couldn't I couldn't latch onto it. Interesting. Mm. Mm. That is t- not at all the response I expected. But ticks it's half a box for a Liz podcast, um, but then doesn't deliver on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dog moosey. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I yeah. like. I wanted to. I wanted to like it based on a description, but I just feel like we're talking about two different podcasts. Yeah. All right. Well, that left that one on a sour note. Thanks, <laughs> uh, look, honestly, all of <laughs> our shade. all of our re- re- reviews this week have been pretty lukewarm. Yeah, yeah. we've been like, yeah, yeah, but we hit it out of the park for the Liz yeah, episode, we did, yeah, we and then we really just, did. just let it fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. Anyway, that'll uh, that'll that'll do us. Um, if you want us to brutalize your podcast, yeah. come on, come on, and you can get fucking destroyed by. This. I'm really nice. I'm hey, the nice one. And you know what? I was actually terrified of giving my review because I thought that Zane was going to rave about it yeah. and I was going to be like, why could my brain not stay attached to this? Mm. But the fact that you said it as well makes me go, my opinions aren't complete shit. Mm. <laughs> and it Huge isn't plus. because my brain is soup. Huge plus. <laughs> um, all right, should we uh, back announce our episodes, Liz? Yours? Oh, look, I, re- I recommended Passenger List, my current obsession because season two is airing as we record, which is about a, a fictional podcast about a flight that disappeared over the ocean and has Kelly Marie Tran playing a character called Caitlin who's investigating why the big cover-up. Spooky. And they, I feel like they're just about to get to like something really Oi. exciting and I'm like, the episode's just dead. I'm going to listen to it on the way home. I feel Oi. like every episode it should make you feel like that. It really right? does. <laughs> I'm just like, it's, it's going to happen this week. And then I'm like, it didn't happen. But next week for sure. <laughs> um, I recommended What's Her Name, uh, which I should say there's no spaces in that title. It's what apostrophe S her name or one word. I was going to ask you that through for no reason other than I was like, is it what's her name or what's her name? Yeah, yeah. So it, it is all one all one word, uh, and it's just a chatty podcast about uh, re- basically reclaiming history from a female perspective. So just letting you know of the women that are a little bit occluded from uh, history pages. Dig it. Uh, and my recommendation was the Improvement Association, a podcast that uh, goes into voter fraud in North Carolina in two thousand and eighteen. I am going to put it on the record that I think we're going to have more positive reviews next week. Just, we for, just from the chats, just from the descriptions. I mean, I I'm just... F- I'm feeling good about Passenger List. I'm, gonna I'm feeling good about both of your podcasts. I'm feeling good about all three. I feel like next week we're going to be a lot more positive. Yeah. Look, I always knew Faces of Fascism. Faces of Fascism. I always knew that that was just going to be a me podcast. So I, I'm not I'm not too put off by the If you also okay. like Faces of Fascism, please write in so that Zane knows that he's not alone. I have, I have, there is a group of history podcasters on Twitter that are very supportive of my taste. I would love to hear from them. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see that. You've got to send me that list so I can see what they're fucking raving about. Well, you, but you don't like any of the podcasts that I recommend. Yeah, but, yeah, but you know, maybe I will. If you want to recommend your podcast, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, or you can go to our home on the web, that's not com forward slash castology, and there's a handy form that you can fill out. Um, I will listen to everything mm. um, that is submitted, but we won't guarantee that it's going to be featured on the show. We might listen. Liz and I may listen to it look if some not. if zane if zane when i go through the mm. list and zane's gone strong liz recommend i 100 percent will listen to it yeah i mean i'm the same but 
I mean, I, only to the Liz recommends <laughs> though, <laughs> so I can poach. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, this one's perfect for me. How dare you? <laughs> uh, all right, cool. That does us. How good? Um, oh yeah, I got to wrap how, up. How do we? How do we? How, how do we leave? How do we wrap this up? How do, what happens um, here? Uh, we say what our names are. No, sorry, I'm going to go and yell at someone in a car park. I've been one of your hosts, Nick Bleak. Across me has been Zane C. Weber. <laughs> to my left has been Liz Best. Keep listening to podcast people. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.